It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Greg Wilson. Hey, I just got back from uh, El Paso today. That's right. Got, I was on a 5.30 flight. Uh, a layover in Phoenix. He got here. Oh, you got the connecting, man. That's it, the worst. It's now it's the, such a short flight anyway. I know. It's like you and sleep it, for 10 minutes and you get up. But first, I want to thank our autograph. Uh, thank our, our sponsors, American <laughs> Icon Autographs. You have been up since 4 in the morning. Holy crap. American Icon Autographs. A-I-A-S-E.com. The best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events. Sign collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, everything else in between. Their past signings have included Fedor. Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marlies Conan, and more. Check out their website to see who's signing next. Go to their events, meet the celebrities, and build your man cave. A-I-A-S-E dot com. The guy in charge, his name is Sean. Nice could, guy. Could not be a cooler guy. So thank you, Sean, for your sponsorship. Thank you for being you. Also, tip a fighter. Uh, we had a bunch of guys last week who won. The, pretty much the entire Korean top team is with tip a fighter. Hopefully you guys made it rain on these guys. Listen, fighters are underpaid. We talk to fighters all the time that say they have trouble paying for their fight camp. Yeah. Uh, guys working two, three, four jobs, okay? This is not a problem that's going to... Uh, uh, solve itself overnight. However, we can make a difference, and that's by tip a fighter. We can pay these fighters, okay, but uh, reward them for their hard work. You know, you like the way a guy fights, like the way a girl a girl fights. Ashley Evan Smith just won a world championship in jiu-jitsu this weekend. She's a tip a fighter. Give her some money, okay? Yeah. They really appreciate it. Trust me. Bubba, uh, Bubba's fight shorts, he just auctioned them off. Did he really? Yes. That's okay, great. To the, Those must have smelled great. To the highest tipper. I hope we didn't watch them. So fighters, there's no reason that you shouldn't be with this. You're fighting anyway. Might as well make more money. The fans are more than happy to give you guys tips. So, tipafighter.com. Also, I want to thank D Cipher. D hyphen Cipher. It's a lifestyle firm designed to help you reach your full potential through personal coaching. Look, people, everybody needs a personal coach. Everybody can benefit from feedback and an outside perspective. Decipher brings that to you to help you reach your dreams, to find success, and help you achieve the life you've always wanted. You're not going to find this level of coaching anywhere else. So call them at 1-888-731-COACH and book your free coaching session. Again, that's 1-888-731-2622. Now, fighters. When I said everyone needs a personal coach, I meant everybody. Decipher has helped fighters learn how to pull the trigger in fights, how to deal with octagon jitters, and even help fighters set themselves up for success after fighting and much, much more. So go to di-cipher.com, call them up, 1-888-731-COACH, 1-888-731-2622. And for all the MMA Rose listeners, you get a free Intake session. And if you book Decipher long term, use the code ROASTED for 10% off all services. How cool is that? You know, this live coaching thing, I actually really believe in this, and I'll tell you why. Why is that? Because you can't really 
you know, you know how it's easy to give other people advice. Yes, because you can see them from the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very hard to see yourself I, I from know. the outside. Yes, and sometimes you just need someone else to just be able to level with you and tell you the truth. And you're never going to get the real truth from your friends. <laughs> exactly. You know, because they're worried about other factors. And they, yeah, they they want you to like them and this and that. Exactly. So it, you know, sometimes you just need someone that can level with you. I totally agree. So, uh, how was my Thanksgiving? I'll talk about my Thanksgiving, then we'll go to your Thanksgiving. Okay, sounds good. Tell me about uh, your Thanksgiving. Uh, how many porn stars were there? <laughs> I got invited to a porn star Thanksgiving of party. Of course you did. But of course you did. I didn't go. I, 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 did they just serve fish? I don't know. what. I, I heard there was going to be an orgy <laughs> afterwards, but I actually exactly. turned it down. I actually said, you know what? I went and saw Creed on Thanksgiving. I went to, my family went to see it uh, on Tuesday night. You, you go see it too? Yeah. I loved it. It was great. I actually teared up like six or seven it's, times. I did too. Well, I did whenever they would reminisce about the the old movies that's what i especially i like the way they saved the big anthem the one you know yeah. from rocky till the very end i, I thought that was it. brilliant I, you know what i was like I, was, I had my doubts going in i'm like i don't know creed really did, did apollo even have a son and then <laughs> and then I, and then i just i just went all in i actually i couldn't believe it i found myself crying i think it's one of the best ones i've seen i, I think it goes i think in all the trilogies you go w- one four and then creed I, no I, way. I, two I would, is spectacular. I don't know. And three. I think it literally goes one, three, two, four, then Creed. No way. Four is, the, I think, one and four. I would even put four better than one in some regards. I mean, come on. When, 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 what? Yeah, when James Brown come out and this one, what? the, the, the okay. Russian. Rocky but, is one of the great American I know, films. I know. But The right. original is a true cinema. It, it is true cinema, but four was damn fun. It was. And, uh, no, listen, it's, it's hard to, to beat Drago. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, that, was, that was good. You know, and, recently. I was I was uh, playing poker with Carl Weathers. Really? Yeah. How was he? And he's amazing. He's super great. And and we're sitting there, and there was this older blonde lady. He was at a charity event, mm-hmm. and there was this older blonde lady who was uh, she was a sneaky poker player. She was winning some hands. And so I go, oh, I'll just wait for Drago's mom over here to clean you out. And he just died laughing. Oh, he nice. was like, you nailed it, you nailed it. <laughs> he, he loved that reference. And after that, he and I were buds at the table the rest of the night. It was a great time. Yeah, no, he was great. And uh, this kid, Michael B. Jordan. It was great too. Yeah, that he was movie. great. No, it was a very good movie. And that girl Much was hot. His girlfriend like, was smoking hot too. Oh that yeah, but she, she's uh, the daughter of of uh, what Lisa Bonet and oh really is that and, who that is? And Lenny Kravitz. Really, yeah, that's their daughter. I didn't even know that. Yep, and it was great seeing Stitch in there. Stitch, you got fired from the UFC, the cut yeah, man. Yeah, the cut man. That's right. Cool I was like, oh my God, they're using real boxing people. That's they, nice yeah, they used Andre Ward was, was in it. And uh, the other guy, the bad guy, was a real fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I recommend Creed to everybody. It was, it was damn awesome. It's I, a good movie. I, I might go see it again. That's how good it was. Uh, so anyway, I was in El Paso doing comedy. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. How's your uh, side aids? Uh, good. My side aids is at the. <laughs> it's actually, I got a call from the doctor. It's not herpes. I, I thought it was mad herpes. And uh, they said it's not Matt Herpes. Is it ringworm? No, I think it's uh, shingles. You know what's funny? I saw, okay, they have a shitty new ad out for it where it shows what shingles looks like. Yeah. And it's disgusting. But I swear to God, I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I think that's That's what, what I have. I Adam have shingles, has. yeah. And it, it's like stress related. And it comes yeah. when I get stressed and it gets itchy. And sometimes when I'm on stage, it gets itchy. I know how I'm doing on my... Based on whether or not <laughs> based, it starts itchy. Yeah, yeah, I know how my it's set's like glowing. going. It starts glowing and shit. I, I know I'm having, <laughs> if I'm having a good comedy <laughs> set. I know exactly <laughs> when <laughs> when to turn it on, turn it off. Based it's like on a my, mood ring. It really is like a mood ring on my thing. 
so I was in El Paso doing yes. comedy, and uh, the, the crowds were great. It was all mostly Mexican. Me yeah. and, me and Ariel. Well, it is El Paso. And I, I love the Mexican crowds. Even like, you, you know, sometimes you have to wait a little longer after the joke because they're translating it to English in yeah. their head. Uh, you, but, <laughs> you know, that's true. It's not. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> there was like a delay on when they would okay, laugh. Okay. I went, but. Because uh, I headlined there, too. I'm actually headlining over Christmas. Uh, I, I know, but I, I think my comedy is a little more cerebral. Uh, so, so, um, so, so, but there were, that is the first and only time your comedy will be referred to as cerebral compared to yours. So I know, I, I'm not calling my comedy cerebral. I'm just telling you, we're both uh, funny. I know, but we aren't exactly you know, cerebral. I know, yeah. but it was a great. Actually, there was one show where, like, a late show where, like, everyone in the crowd. Uh, had like gang tattoos on their head, nice. and, like and just on their front face. So I was like, "Good for San Quentin," <laughs> and, uh, and they were dying laughing. Yeah. They bought T-shirts afterwards. It was That's great. Uh, so oh, I had a great crowds out there. I love. Them. Then uh, I went to a strip club with Aaron. Which we, one? Uh, we went to uh, one of the one of the ghetto ones because, like, oh, was it Dreams? And I'm not gonna say which one it was, but we go there and. Um, I like a club that uses Z instead of an S. And the girl was like, hey, you want a lap dance? And I'm like, I'll give you a lap dance. I want to see if I, if I still had it, right? Right. She's like, okay, but you got to give me 20 bucks. I'm like, all right. So I start giving her a lap dance, right? And then she's going crazy. And she's like, hey, you want to have sex for $200? At $200, we can have sex. Uh, and I was like, uh, no, I'm not going to pay for, for, for sex. You know, I was like, I don't have a condom. If I, you want to have sex, I'm not going to pay. But thank you. She goes, okay, 40 bucks. <laughs> I was like, I was okay, like, 40 I was like she needs to cipher. <laughs> she needs to cipher. I said, no, no, thank you. Uh, she was a sweetheart, though. She was she was cool. But, uh, <laughs> she was a sweetheart because she went down from 200 to 40. <laughs> I was like, they need to open a business school next door. Uh, oh, God. So uh, so that was that was that was what crazy. strong negotiating skills. All right. 40. Yeah. But she I you know, actually wanted to fuck you. I think I think she she was she came to the show uh, after oh, a couple nice. days later. Yeah, we, we like became friends. Uh, she, she 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 was a cool chick. But um, she's the only girl you haven't fucked that gets paid for sex. <laughs> so um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, you know what it is? It's like I I think I'm still on a journey. I'm on my journey to find a, a, a girlfriend. I really am. Yeah. I really am looking for the right person. But to me, it's like a road trip. It's like Cali- New York to California. And you know on your road trip, you take stops sure. at certain states? Summer truck stops? <laughs> Summer, yeah. That's, Summer monuments? Yeah, I've taken a lot of, a lot of stops. A lot of truck stops. A lot, a lot of stops to get, you know, like you see the Grand Canyon. You, you, yeah. you, you stop off in Vegas. <laughs> you stop off in El Paso. Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana, Kentucky. So I've taken lots of stops. Lots to of like, stops. Because, yeah, I was thinking, like, I don't really have a type. Like, with... Uh, See, here's your problem. Because you, you start in New York, you drive straight into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and you drown for a while, then you pull yourself off and you get in a flight to L.A. That's your road trip. That's how you do it. I don't, I don't really have a type. Like with, uh, with music, it's everything but country. You know, yeah, with yeah. girls, it's everything but ISIS. You know, <laughs> so, but I am looking for, anyway, how is your... Uh, I, I, I think I could defile a few ISIS ladies. <laughs> really? Yeah, sure. A couple of those girls... I'd were, like to fill them up with the love of Christ. You see those girls that joined ISIS like two weeks ago? They were like kind of Right, hot. the hot girl. The and then they tried girl. to leave and oh, then they got please. killed. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you thinking? What are they? You know what? They just, you know, they got to be contrarian. This is what, what young people are all about. This is what, what we were about. What, that's the way it is. You just want to be a contrarian. You want to do what no one else would ever. Oh, my God. Like, it used to be just getting a tattoo, mm-hmm. you know? But then that exploded and everybody got tattoos. The only thing left you could do to shock your parents is fucking join ISIS. 
I mean, can you imagine the parents? They must have been like, oh, why couldn't they just become strippers? Right, exactly. <laughs> why couldn't they get a tattoo? They probably were like offering him coke at the airport. Don't go and I'll let you do blow. I, I don't mean, care. I mean, could you your daughter joins ISIS? I mean, could that... that you... Well, and remember, he was banging black guys for a while, but that doesn't shock anybody anymore. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, in youth, we're teenagers. They always want to do something to shock yeah. people. That's what they want to do. You know, and we, I mean, we've gone from tattoos to black guys. The only thing left is joining. Well, ISIS. if you're thinking about joining the ISIS, call Decipher. Yeah. Uh, they will, they will, they will tell you that that's not a good idea. Yeah. Now, how was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. I got to go home, spend some time with my family, see them, eat the bird, you know, the whole thing. Oh, nice. so I heard a story about you from the okay, road. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this host, nice guy, uh, this nice guy, he's the host of the show. His name is Adam, Adam something. Uh, and he was telling me, yeah, Greg Wilson. First time I worked with Greg Wilson, right? I was nervous because I heard all these stories about him, right? <laughs> so I said, I said, I'm so, a legend in my own mind. So I said, how did it go? He goes, well, he's on stage, first show, which must have been like the Wednesday show if it was the first show. Yeah, right? and here's the thing, and I'll say this right now. Whenever I get to get to town, I always get out of the gate a little fast. He goes, like I party, I party way too hard night one. So they said you I'm, were. I'm they just said excited. So he's watching your show. He goes on stage. He goes. Man, that girl's got the biggest tits. Look at those. He starts looking at every girl's tits, right, from the stage. Okay. Then you bring them all on stage, right? <laughs> and then you go, what would it take for you to flash the crowd, right? Uh, so, like, so you get two girls to flash. Right away, they flash. <laughs> then the third girl goes, I'm not flashing. No way. And then she's like, my boyfriend's right there. So then you say to the boyfriend, is it cool? And the boyfriend's like, hell no. And then you go, hey, how about I give you $30 if you flash? And they go, okay. Before you know it, you had you had seven girls flashing on stage. Then he said you went from one end to the other, motorboating the entire the entire list of women. It's called a 14, 14 titty face smash. Is this what you did? I, well, I've done it a lot. <laughs> this is your. This act? is not even the first time I've done that. That's your act. If I get a little riled up, it can happen on the Wednesday night. The oh, first. I know. That's what I said. I get out of the gate a little fast. Dude, this, he was like, oh. I did it in Maui too when I was uh, headlining the 420 Comedy Festival. Oh. I, got, I think I did a, a, a ten titty face smash. The host said he was like, "Man, this is gonna be some week." Like this, he said he, he couldn't believe that you were doing that. Yeah, yeah that's so. That's, Sometimes I get a little gonzo. So that that's actually true. Yes. All right. All right. So then. All right. So then. Uh, Let's talk MMA. So I watched uh, the fights over the weekend. Ben Henderson looked great. Uh, he he was looked best I've seen him in a while. And he's in a tough situation because he can beat all the guys that are not ranked number one or two, it seems right, like. Right, right, right. Everybody who's not named Dos Anjos or Pettis, Henderson can beat. And Masvidal's a good fighter. He's, he's not beating scrubs. But it was a split decision, wasn't it? Split decision. I thought Henderson won. But you it thought was, it was pretty clear? It was pretty clear. There were some rounds you could argue that Masvidal won. It wasn't right. a robbery by any means. Well, you know, Henderson won. A win is a win. Uh, uh, but he said he, he's going to explore other options, possibly go to Bellator or whatever, possibly explore other options, see what it offers on the table. And it's there's a guy who like might be in that same category as like a Phil Davis, where he beats everyone that he should beat, beats all the a lot of really great guys, but can't beat the upper echelon. And he at one point he could. He was the champion. Yeah, uh, totally. And I still think he can on the right day. You never know. I mean, we, we have not seen Dos Anjos, who's allegedly going to be off uh, the juice, as other fighters are saying right. on the show. So, um... Yeah, I mean, we'll see how he does. Uh, and, and Pettis also is injured all the time, so who knows there. Yeah, um, Yeah. so I'm looking forward to... But Ben did look great. He actually looked great. Uh, I hope he does not go to Bellator or World Series, because I, I think he's, he, he's a great... I wouldn't say he's a gatekeeper, 
Because, but he's also a guy that'll take a fight on three days' notice. Yeah. Or I'll take a fight at any weight class. So he might get a shot because someone might bail out. Drops out. And he's injured. He's, he's in. He's a guy who does not need a, an eight-week training camp. Right. Um, Dong Kim. Uh, there were two Dongs. Uh, there were two Dongs. One was Dong and one was Jong. Yeah, no, they were or Do- Dongy. No, they were both. That's what it was. Dong and Dongy. Two Do- Dong Kim looked great. I'm talking about the, the, the uh, bigger Dong Kim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, the, the, the more famous <laughs> Dong Kim. Dong Kim. Increase the Korean fight promoter, Dong Kim. <laughs> Dong Kim is like Mike Smith, I guess, in Korea. Uh, the, the name Mike Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Dong Kim, I felt bad for this guy. This guy, Dominic Waters, he goes over there, right? He, he lost his first UFC fight. He just, he basically, he's a good fighter. I mean, he, he's with Greg Jackson's. He gets caught in a, a throw and then he gets to a crucifix and just pound it yeah. out. And it looked like a big brother versus yeah, a little yeah. brother of like just holding a guy down. Brutal. Yeah. And he just like, like uh, you know, I was thinking about like, you know, when I used to wrestle, I'd go to sometimes these summer tournaments and I, 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 I a couple, one time I got pinned in like 30 seconds. You just, just get caught in a throw. You're just like, fuck. And you're like, man, I just, I wasted all that time training. I can't imagine what it must be like for this guy, uh, Dominic Waters, to have no UFC wins. Uh, to go over to Korea, that flight is brutal. I've been on that flight. The, the flight back is the worst part, probably. Yeah, and you go there, and you just get thrown on your head and beat up and, and thrown home. I mean, damn, that's got to suck. That's got to suck. That has to suck. Yeah. They should make the movie called Ki- uh, Waters after Creed about, about the guy. But damn, that must suck. The whole thing's just the flight home. Everything uh, else is told in flashback. Damn. Uh, and now Mina uh, went over Akiyama. That was a fight. I mean, Akiyama's a 170. He looks huge right now yeah. at a 170. He's like a. But uh, that was a bad decision. I thought Akiyama won. But that first round, you might have scored it for Akiyama. I, he, he got robbed. Akiyama got robbed. Uh, a Japanese guy got robbed in Korea. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know, Koreans hate the Japanese. I, well, it's, well, I think it's more the other way around. Like when I was in uh, Japan and Korea, if you confuse, like, oh, you're, you're, they don't, they, 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 they want to kill you. Absolutely. No, no, no. Apparently all the other Asian countries, well, they don't particularly like each other. They all hate Japan mm-hmm. because Japan has invaded all of them yeah. at some point throughout history. Right, right, so right. It is, so they hate the Japanese. I know, I know. I remember, I remember being in Korea doing comedy for the military tour, and there was a Korean rapper that was, like, big in Japan. Oh, no, but they were so big proud. Big in Japan? Cause, yeah, because he was accepted. They were so proud of him. Right. Because the Koreans financially are not doing as well as the Japanese. Right. It's like when a Canadian makes it in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, They're like, oh, you made it, man. You beat, you beat well, the U.S. Well, it's crazy, though, like, because... Uh, like Nickelback. How much nicer my experience was... And I'm not saying this is not. I don't want to get all these letters from from people in Japan or whatever or podcast. I'm, I'm not weighing in on it one way or the other. No, I'm but just my experience historically, my, my, my that's pers- what I found. No, my personal my personal experience was when I went to Korea. Uh, the uh, the young people love the Americans, like the real young yeah, people, yeah. the five year olds. They loved the soldiers that were there. The older people loved it because they were there for the Korean War. The millennials or whatever wanted the. Uh, the U.S. out of their country. That, that was the experience that I got. But the Koreans were so nice. You walk into a business, hey, blah, 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 because they need the business, you know? Yeah. Japanese were like, literally, there were signs in Japan on certain bars saying no Americans allowed. I, I, I'll never fit because wow. I guess some of the military guys got into fights there. Who, who knew what, what that happened? But if you had a sign in the U.S. Said no Japanese allowed. Oh, God. It would be on the f- cover of every single newspaper. It'd I be mean, the least popular sushi restaurant in America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but seriously, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, there are 
other ways that Americans do that. They have golf clubs. You have to be a member only, or there, yeah, there yeah. are more subtle ways of of banning right. you from places. But they don't just say no. No you know, Japanese. Yeah, no, there was like no, no Americans yeah. allowed in there. It was crazy. So that was, but, uh, that well, was, listen, with all the radiation and all the earthquakes, there's not going to be any Japanese people left in Japan pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, do, uh, hey, do you remember how God, the legend of Godzilla, do you remember what created Godzilla? There's radiation in the water. Really? Yeah. Mm. Guess what's about to come true? You think so? <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, we had a good 10 years away before Godzilla comes up out of the ocean and eats Tokyo. Maybe. That's uh, going to happen. Sam Cecilia uh, was uh, he 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 lost to this kid, uh, the Korean Wonder Boy. Who uh, Sam Cecilia is one of those guys that like I love Sam. I love watching him fight. He's a great fighter. He doesn't even have a plan B. He's yeah. one of these guys just throws caution to the wind. I like that. Uh, yeah, but it, it didn't doesn't always work out for you. Right? You no, not at all. Your game plan ain't working. You got no plan. B. <laughs> hey, you going down? Yeah, that's what kind of what happened there. This kid's good. This kid's like thirteen and one. Wonder Boy, he's uh he's like the stud over there. They got right. Korean top teams got some good guys. It did seem like they kind of matched them up against guys that they, they knew that they were some marshmallows. Uh, not marshmallows. Samson's not a marshmallow, but they were like, okay, this guy's a striker. We're gonna match him up with a striker. We're not gonna put him right. against style the style wise. Style wise, it seems they were, they were great matchups, right. which is good. I mean, good. You got to build the. Uh, now, what, uh, what I was happy was that Klitschko lost over the weekend. Yeah, which I was gonna put money on fucking Tyson Fury before the fight. I go, I go watch. Tyson Fury is going to win. It was a f- six to one odds, but I'm like, eh. But th- now that I say that, he's probably not going to win. He won, and Klitschko looked like dog shit. And I like Klitschko. I, you know, the thing is, is that Emmanuel Stewart was the best thing that happened for Klitschko. The worst thing that happened for boxing because he taught Lennox Lewis and Klitschko the same way of punch, punch. Hold and not even right, hold. Right, put all worst. your weight on the guy's neck. Right, uh, like and he fights these shorter guys who have to get inside to beat him. Right, and they just put all their weight. It's like it's having a monster. Fights. Yeah, but also you you, you got a behemoth guy sprawling on you. Yeah, and, and it eventually it wears on you. So he finally fought a guy that was as big as him, totally faster, with more I, attitude, more attitude. And then afterwards, he's, he's the Conor McGregor of boxing. Kind of is, but he's not as good. I felt like though he was clearly taking a page from the Conor McGregor promotional book, and 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 just doing and just blueprinting that into his own fights. But then he's saying, Errol Smith after he won, he took the mic and saying, "Don't want to miss a thing." To his to his, <laughs> and it was one of the. It was, people That's were, great. People were tweeting like, "What the fuck is going on right now? Like, is this a joke?" That's why he did. I'm telling you, the Conor McGregor. He's he's seen what Conor McGregor was able to do. And he's like, I'm going to be that. I'm going to do these crazy things. And look, we're talking about it. You got a million tweets out of it. It works when you're a showman in addition to being the fighter. I'll tell you, though, this guy, I give him a lot of credit because, uh, I, you know, I've been following him for a while. And he was always like this, like, you, there's a big, like, meme going around, of, or not meme, uh, a gif of him punching himself in the face with an uppercut. Uh-huh. Like, he's not the most coordinated guy. Right. He got knocked down, I think, twice by Steve Cunningham, who is a wasn't even a heavyweight. It was a, a blown up cruiserweight. This guy, like he he really. Uh, I went. I saw like the face to face. They had like an interview, yeah. him versus the other guy. Like, and this guy's a very smart, charismatic, fun guy. I think he's good. I think he loses to Deontay Wilder though. If he doesn't lose to Klitschko in the rematch. Uh, if, he, if, if he somehow beats Chris Wilder, Wilder's going to beat him. Then we're going to have the first American champion. Do you think that's even his real name? Do you think that's just a little, little Tyson little Fury? Bit, yeah, just a little bit of a wrestling touch. He I don't know who it. this guy is. I heard he's like a gypsy or something. I mean, the guy's the guy is a, a, a character. <laughs> he lives out of a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
So we're gonna call Johnny Hendricks right now. Johnny Hendricks. We got Johnny Hendricks on the show as well as his new nutritionist. Uh, he he. Johnny Hendricks is making the the rounds. He actually left Team Takedown last week. He left his team. Wow. Left his fighting team. Uh, and uh, we're gonna talk to him and his nutritionist, uh, who he's working with, who did a great job with Eddie Truck Gordon. I mean, Eddie looked looked uh, looked ripped. Yeah. For him, so his last fight he lost, but he he looked good. Uh, so we're gonna call. You're looking a little heavy. I am. Yeah, I know. Is it the holiday? Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Let's pack. Yellow. Hey, is this Johnny Hendricks? Yes. How you doing? How's it going? It's Adam Hunter from MMA Roasted and the Greg Wilson. What's up, man? Yeah. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you doing today, man? You know what? I am doing wonderful. Good. Good. Last time I saw you was in Vegas. Remember at the yeah. uh, at the uh, pool party? Yep. Yeah, it was cool seeing you and your beautiful wife. And uh, you were you were you were in Vegas. You were looking good. You were you seem happy. Uh, so uh, so what's going on, man? Um, how's everything going? You actually you you made the news recently. You you left Team Takedown. Is that true? Yeah, we're in the process right now. Uh, we haven't all the way uh, gotten away from them, uh, but right now we're in the process of it, um, and we're going to see what happens. Now, why are you leaving Team Takedown? I mean, I mean, you've done so well with them. They, you got, you know, Mark Lehman, right? You got Kenny Monday over there. You got a good boxing coach. You got good training partners. What's what's the reason for leaving? Uh, you know, just sort of, uh, we couldn't see eye to eye on some things, uh, and it's just time for me to sort of start moving on my own. Uh, you know, uh, I still have my boxing coach uh, Tony Cabela uh, at Ray's Boxing Gym. Ray is boxing gym um and you know not only that but uh again it's just one of those things that it's time to sort of see what i can do now was it the money thing because i know that there there was a way that you guys split all the money and it seemed like you were the big breadwinner for a long time and the other guys were, were doing okay but they weren't doing what you were doing was that the big issue uh you know, uh i don't want to get all into the details really <laughs> uh you know uh really it, we just couldn't see on, you know, the best way to say it is we couldn't see eye to eye on some things. And, you know, we, uh, we wanted it to work, um, but we couldn't come to a mutual understanding. And, uh, we just had to say, all right, man, you know, I, I still like them. You know, they're still great guys. Uh, and just move forward. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, are you are you are you worried though? Because like I know Mark Lehman is such a high, is such a high level grappling coach, and Kenny Monday is an you know Olympian wrestling coach. I mean, is it are you kind of concerned about not getting the same kind of training? Well, you know, realistically, uh, yeah, you know, yes and no. I mean, there's other you know I can find another jujitsu uh, you know roll roll around jujitsu uh, place, um, and you know Kenny's gonna be. You know, they're going to be tough to replace, but, you know, I can do it. You know, for example, I can always go back to Oklahoma State. Yeah. You know, I can go back there, train there, have Coach Smith. You know, if 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 I have to do those things, I can. You know, it just means I'm going to do a little bit more traveling, but it, it is what it is. Whatever it takes to get me back to where I want to be. You know, um, like I said, I, right now I have uh, one striking coach. 
uh, have OSU. Uh, I do have a place I can train at jujitsu-wise. Uh, I really haven't right now because, you know, I'm really focusing more on my hands because, you know, the guys at the top tier right now, they're not really jujitsu guys. They're more uh, strikers. Right, 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 right. I know. I know. Speaking of strikers, I mean, you have some of the most dangerous hands. I was looking through your 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 highlight reel knockdown yesterday. Uh, there was a, some kid made a, a, a clip, and some of the guys that you were just taking out between Martin Campman, John Fitch in twelve seconds, yeah. Charlie Charlie Brenneman. I mean, you were just storching guys. Do you think maybe you fell in love a little bit with your power, or or no? You know what? It, no, it wasn't the power. Is that I wanted to be cleaner. I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, uh, wow people. You know, I wanted to throw combinations. I wanted, you know, I, I, my greatest compliment is somebody tried to put me next to a, a guy from Holland or, you know, a kickboxing champion and said, if he would have fought him, he would lose. Well, yeah, because I'm not a kickboxer. I'm a MMA. I'm a mixed martial artist. So anytime they can say, man, he, he looks like he can compete in boxing. Oh, he looks like he can compete in kickboxing. That's great for me. But that's also what sort of got me away from the power side of it is that I was so focused on technique and, and throwing everything clean and, and good combinations and stuff like that that I sort of forgot, you know, what got me there. Um, you know, some of it was you know, raw power. Um, it wasn't, it didn't look fancy. It didn't look clean. It wasn't pretty, uh, a pretty combination. It was just straight throw, throw and see what happens. <laughs> so you're saying that you got away from that actually by getting, becoming more of a technical boxer, you got away with, you got, you got away from the whole, just slugging it out. Yeah, well, yeah, because I was so focused on, um, not so much what I'm, what I'm, okay. I, I'm an, I'm an amateur when it comes to boxing. Okay. Um, yeah, I've dibbled in it for about what, eight years now. Um, but I'm learning where now I'm starting to learn what I'm trying to, my coaches are teaching me is sort of when can I land that hard shot? When should I throw that hard shot? Right. When should I mix it into my combination? Right, right. Um, and I sort of get some of that in the fights. You know, I throw one or two, but, it's not like every one of them where now, you know, I've been going with some really good boxers. I've been working with Tony Cabela on this. And, and what I'm learning is that, all right, boom, 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 pop, 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 boom, 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 boom. You know, you, you can do those things. And I'm starting to learn and find my rhythm. Right. You know, again, that's, that's my love making style. Is finding your rhythm. Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. Now, um, now your last fight against, uh, well, your last fight that didn't happen against Woodley. Um, I had heard, I had read that uh, when you went up to the camp against Matt Brown, you started camp around 190, 195, got down to 170. It was no problem. That you walked into the to the fight against Woodley, you came into camp around 210, 220. Is that true? No, that's not true. I, I haven't seen, you know what? Even before, even with me going away you know i went to disney world i went to you know i took a you know pretty much i had to take a walk a month off because i had to wait for my body to recover yeah uh i was 204 that's the biggest i could get and so right now uh the biggest i can get is two you know if i saw 20 realistically 206 i would be i feel sick 
You know what I mean? I, I know I overate, and like the next day, I'll pretty much starve myself to get me down. You know, right around 202 is where I started the last bike camp at. Right. And uh, I got down to 189, uh, which was the best we've ever done. We got down to 189 uh, four weeks out. I was like, dude, we got this. This is going to be in the bag. This is going to be the easiest weight cut ever. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, what, what, and again, it is my fault because I don't know, you know, I know how to eat clean. I know healthy, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know really what all the food does for you. You know, and that's where Lou, uh, Lewis or, uh, nutrition comes into play is that now he can sit there and say, you know, for example, I ate, you know, I ate a lot of deer meat. I ate a lot of protein. Okay. Protein's good, but not in the way that I was eating it. All right. The way that I was eating it, you know, three meals a day. I love deer is one yeah. of my favorite meals to have. So good. Um, but what I learned is that I was in taking way too much protein and protein. It's not even the protein that hurts you. It's the, um, um, golly, um, um, there's, uh, it's a powder creatine, creatine. Right. It's the creatine in the meat that actually was holding water in my muscles, and that's why my organs dried up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Were you so, even were you even cooking the deer or just killing it and eating it right there? <laughs> hey, you know what? There's a part of me that, hey, don't tempt me. <laughs> There's nothing like me. fresh venison, uh, boy. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and then realistically, that, that's a learning curve on me. You know, it, it yeah. sucks that I didn't get the fight. Um because we were ready for it, but now that I look back, I'm going, okay, I, I learned a valuable lesson there. Okay, you need somebody. you got to have somebody to help you cut weight because I didn't go to school for it. Right. You know, uh, all my coaches, they didn't go to school for it, and I'd tell them, hey, this is, you know, this is what I weigh. This is this. And, you know, I even had a coach with me that whenever I hit 189 four weeks out, they're like, dude, you're, you're doing great. Um, but I didn't know how to combination, put the combination of foods together in the right places at the right time. And in return, instead of losing muscle or instead of losing water out of my muscles, I lost it in places that I really needed it. Right. And that's what hurt me. And I mean, do again, you think, do you think but, but the part of you, I know you've been cutting weight since high school. You were a, a three-time state champ in high school. You were a two-time national champ in college. Do you think maybe the weight was coming off easier back then now that you're kind of approaching, I don't know, 30? Is this not as easy to come off? You know what? It's still coming off easy because, you know, even whenever the Matt Brown fight, I mean, that was one of my easiest weight cuts I've had in the last four years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just one of those things that I thought, you know, I, I'm the guy that, if something's good, how can you make it better? Instead of sitting there and say, all right, this is good. What I did for Matt Brown, do it again. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was like, no, no, I want to make it better. How can I make it better? I'll do this, this, and this. Instead of sitting there saying, you idiot, stick with what works, and, and move forward. Now, at what point, like, so – the week of the fight, right? You're getting there. You got all your family coming to see you. It's in Houston, right? The fight was supposed to be in Houston. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, when you, when you, at what point? When, when, as soon as you go to the hospital, is that when you realize, 
fuck, I'm not going to fight. And how much did you feel like you let, let your family down, your your, your um, friends down, every, all the, all the uh, well, fans? I found out, like, realistically, what happened. I went to go work out. Uh, I put in an hour of, of, of my normal weight cutting, and I lost a pound. And at that point, I should have lost anywhere from five to six, even or four to five. Even in that, the last day of weight cutting, should have been four to five. Easy. Right. Um, so I was like, oh, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, you get a cramp. You know, I had a sharp pain. And it felt like somebody was digging a knife in your side. Oof. You know, I was like, ah, that's weird. Uh, so <laughs> we continued. We continued. We did another hour. And... All of a sudden, I'm like, dude, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. I get on the scale. I lost another pound. I'm like, oh, good grief. you got to be kidding me. Well, then it got to a point that I couldn't, you know, it hurt to walk. It hurt to, you know, pretty much do anything. All I could do oh. is lay down, and I had to stack my pillows to a certain point where I, if I laid down, it would take some of the pressure, but it was still there. Instead of a 10, it was like a 7, Okay. you know? Um, and so I was like, okay, something's really wrong. I called Dana, you know, and he was like, dude, get him to the hospital. You know, his life's more important than, you know, this one fight. We'll get him another fight in a sense, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and and it's, like I said, that's what it makes me feel better that, you know, this will never happen again. But it makes me think of that he does care about our health, yeah, not only absolutely. about oh, absolutely. the fight at hand. Um, and I was like, and he said, he goes, get him to the hospital. And this was at like nine o'clock, right? Um, and uh, we didn't end up going to the hospital until like 12. Because I was like, let's just, let's just wait and see if it goes away. And it never did. And at the point, I was like, hey. I got to go, <laughs> you know, I have to go to the hospital <laughs> yeah. and, uh, they, you know, and, you know, of course coaches and everybody are trying to say, we can do this. We can do this. And I was like, man, I know my body, Yeah. you know, I, I know what's going on and, and something ain't right. Um, and you find out that instead of drawing muscles from or water from your muscles, your organs dried out and, mm. you know, that could have turned out really bad. Yeah, no kidding. If could have killed you, you know. Well, yeah, you know. And what what I really am thankful for is that, let's say Dana White's like, no, Johnny, hey, let's do a catch weight at one seventy five. You know, we make one seventy five, and then all of a sudden, I go out there and uh, you, I get kicked in the stomach, and once you get kicked in the stomach. You know, something bad happens at that point. So what, exa know? what exactly was the diagnosis? It was uh, dried up organs, pretty much. I, like, my intestines were dried up. Wow. Ooh. Damn. I mean, I've dried up and, plenty uh, of women. And I, but... and I had a kidney stone. Ugh. I had a kidney stone and dried up organs. Oh, wow. And, and then and you you can't fight with that, you pussy? What's going on? Come on, man. This is what... <laughs> hey, hey, here's the thing. I have fought, I have fought with some stuff. <laughs> Everybody knows. I have fought with uh, uh, injured injuries in my career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is like for me, this is one of them that I could not. Uh, nah, dude. I, look, could I, not. 
You you are a complete warrior, man. I watch I watch you fight a kidney stone. I watch you fight anything, man. I'm telling you, yeah, you you're one of my favorite fighters. We'll get an echo on this, right? Um, now uh, I know that um, now everyone seemed to be making fun of you on social media. They were upset, this and that. Did, did you log off social media completely and just not even look at the internet? Well, realistically, um, I know there's going to be haters out there. You know. Yeah. I know there's going to be guys that are sitting here, you know, that have never cut weight, have never done anything, um, that are going to give their two cents. That's just the way our world works. Um, and to me, I'm just like, yeah, it sucks that they're doing this. But then again, you know, it, it comes with the territory. You know, it comes with yeah. the fact that I am, I do my life is on social media. Everything I do is on social media and, uh, you got to take the good with the bad. And that is a bad, but it also, you know, it also fueled me, you know, that's where, again, Lewis comes into play. Nutrition comes into play. That's where, you know, I'm starting to really crack down on some things that are, that's going to make my life better and my fighting better. And that, that's really what it all boils down to that I will come back stronger and better than I was. I mean, you all, you all, you always do. You always do. Uh, which, so I, I have no, um, I, I, I have no doubt. Now I know your wife is super hot. Uh, I I've like met her. She's smoking. Did she take care of you? And like, you know, she's like, Johnny, you're still my champion. And like, <laughs> 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 did she do all that? You know what? Uh, she did. She, she was like, you know, uh, what's funny is that, uh, like literally, uh, I got home three days later, I went and we bought some dog food, which is three bags, a hundred, like 27 pounds. I think it was nothing crazy. I threw them over my shoulder. I was walking <laughs> back and I set them down. I was like, son of a gun. You know, I got lightheaded. I was like, whoo. And she looked at me and, and Sort of what you just said. Don't be a wimp, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but she was joking around with me, and I know that. But yeah. you know, uh, that's one thing that I do like is that no matter what happens, my wife is there. You know, uh, through the good and the bad. And you know, this is definitely a bad one um, because you know you do have all the fans and everybody who you know. I do feel bad that I did miss a fight. You know, this is the first time I've ever missed weight in my whole entire life. And that's uh, what twenty, almost twenty years of cutting weight. Yeah. Um, and not being able to compete in something like this, it does suck. And but, like I said, I am going to get better from it. I am going to get stronger with this. And that's really all that I can think of is use this negative as a positive and get it done and move forward. Now. Um- now, now, Woodley was talking a lot of smack. I mean, he really wanted that fight. He was calling you out, calling you out, calling you out. And now, do you think he deserves the next title shot, or do you like still want to fight Tyron? Uh, what's the deal with that? Yeah, I'd like to fight Tyron. I'd like to fight Tyron. I think it'd be a good fight. You know, um, does he does, does he deserve it? You know, realistically, we could both argue that we both deserve one right now. Yeah. You know, before this last fight, we got jumped uh, by the number four guy um, or five guy. I don't know what he's ranked right now. Condit, um, yeah. But, 
but yeah, Condit. Um, it is what it is. You know, uh, the fans want, they spoke, they, they, they wanted to see something. And so what we have to do is we have to say, okay, well, how do we get back to where we're on top? You know, and that's really where my head's at is sitting here going, okay, this went bad. That went bad. All right. I want to be, I want to get back to the title. How do I do this? I do it by taking fights, you know, uh, with, with, uh, Lewis being on my side now, uh, the way that he's talking, he wants me to walk around at 185, uh, but looking like I do at 195. Uh, I just hired a new strength conditioning coach. Uh, right now, I think he is, uh, he's the number one ranked guy in Texas for Texas strongman. Wow. Uh, he's my strength conditioning coach. Uh, then I got Tony Cabela and I'm going to, I'm going to keep adding on to that and moving forward. And that's all I can think about is that's great. I love it. We we have actually we have Lou on the phone right now. Uh, Lou, how's it going? You're talking to MA roasted podcast. It's me. The Greg Wilson and your new uh, protege, Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks. So, uh, Lou, how are you? Lou. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't Lou. This is not Lou? No. Oh, okay. We must have got the wrong number. I'm some guy in Jersey. Oh, come on. Is this this Lou? No. Oh, uh, all right. I'm hanging out in Jersey. Oh, all right. Uh, I think we called the, the wrong Lou. Thanks for calling me, though. Oh, okay. Thank you. I don't know who that guy was. Lou? Hey, what, are you guys, what are you guys talking about? Uh, you're on what the phone. With, you're, oh, what's up, sir? You're on the phone with Johnny Hendricks. I must we must call the wrong guy. But um, uh, I don't know who the hell Johnny Hendricks is. Oh, uh, Johnny Hendricks is the former UFC champion. Oh, it's wrestling, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Well, well, uh, oh. Mixed martial arts. Oh, mixed martial arts. Yeah. yeah. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Anyway, anyway, no, uh, you got the wrong number. Yeah, right. I don't watch it. All right, thanks. All right, take care, well, Lou. I could talk about like college football or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, man. Thanks, Lou. Any Appreciate questions? it. Any questions about that? All right. Where, do you, the Where do you bury the bodies? Where do you bury the bodies? All right, thanks, thanks, Lou. I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. By the way, he still wanted to be interviewed. Yeah, though. he wanted to talk about college football. Like, hey, what do you want to talk about? I mean, you got me on the phone here. <laughs> you woke me up. You got me on the phone. What do you want to talk about? I love that. That's the only Jersey with someone answer that just go like, just go with it. Yeah, he doesn't even know who uh, that, that was. Uh, John- Hello. Is this Lou? Huh? Is this Lou? Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Uh, yeah, well, Johnny. Yeah. Are we calling Lou? Okay, John. Hey, Johnny, I know you like you to guys. dip. I know you like to dip. You Do you guys. stop dipping when you're going into a fight or you just dip right through? Oh, I dip right through. Are you one of those guys that Dude, can I- swallow your dip? You know, like swallow the, the spit and not, like if you don't have a cup or you can't spit it out readily? Uh, I can be that. Ugh. But, uh, but if it doesn't happen. If it uh, doesn't happen, it is what it is. You just swallow that and keep yeah. on. Have you ever dipped during a fight? No, you can't. Now I, I dipped there in practice because okay. I know I'm not going to get hit in the face. Right. But yeah, that shit uh, would fly everywhere, wouldn't it? That'd be hilarious. That was so funny. I want to talk to the other guy. That yeah. guy was hilarious. <laughs> I actually want to know about his college football picks now. Yeah. He likes <laughs> Rutgers, so he clearly doesn't know shit Hello? about college. Hey, is this Lou? Yes, sir. Hey, how's hey. it going, man? We got we got we got your protege Johnny Hendricks on the phone. How are you, man? I'm great, man. How are you, Johnny? How you doing, brother? 
Doing good. I'm glad you got you on the right. Got you on the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we called some other guy that that uh, some random Jersey guy who just wanted to be interviewed because he answered the phone. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, why you got me? What are we talking about here?" So, so Lou, how did you and Johnny uh, hook up? I had uh, I put out a, uh, a press release, you know, offering my services to to Johnny and. Uh, you know, a friend of a mutual friend of ours sent it over to him, and and I guess he read it, and and we decided to speak after that. You know, now you did a great job with Eddie Truck Gordon. I mean, you, that guy I've never seen him look more ripped in my life. Um, Thank you. Uh, is that is that is that your plan for Hendrix? You gonna get him down to one thirty five or what? Well, yeah, one twenty five. We're thinking <laughs> maybe in two weeks. So, I mean, so uh, now your whole thing. I mean, so what are your plans for Johnny? Uh, to, to make him, you know, stronger, leaner, faster, and, and not get tired during his training and also his, his fight. And, and just be overall healthy for the rest of his life as well. Now, you all said that you actually like the IV. A lot of people are against the IV ban. You're actually for the IV ban. Yes, sir. I, I, because I feel like what it does is it does promote extreme weight cutting because it, it, it allows guys to, to, to uh, rely on fueling up, not worrying about how dehydrated they are because they could just go and, and get hydrated with some IV. So it'll force guys to actually do things the right way and a little bit healthier and force them to be, again, healthy all year round. And, and that's what I preach. And so I'm definitely for that, the safety of the fighters and longevity. Johnny, how, how often do you use the IV ban? I mean, the IV. Uh, the how IV. often? Every time. Oh, oh Johnny, sorry. Every time? Uh, how often? Yeah, I use the IV every time. Uh-oh. Yeah. For for like, let's see here, I'd say probably uh, the last four or five years. Wow! So this is going to be a big change for you. Well, you know, realistically, I did since I was twelve to twenty four, twenty five. I never used an IV. Right, right. You know, right. Uh, from wrestling. So I I get what he's saying. So what he's going to do is he's going to get me back to where I was in college, but healthier. You know, I can't eat and do the same things I did in college because, you know, in MMA, uh, you lose five pounds in a practice. Where in college, you know, on a given day, I'd lose anywhere from nine to 12 pounds of practice. God, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> on any given day, I gain nine to 12 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I was, I was going to say, you have, the, you have the worst cocaine body I've ever seen, I, by the way. I know. I'm the You're, only fat cocaine in the you world. You're the only fat cocaine. My I've body ever. doesn't react to it at all. Unbelievable. Um, now, Johnny, uh, I was looking at some of your high school. So your, your high school record was 101 and 5. Wow. Uh, as a freshman, you took fifth in the country in, in college. Sophomore first. Junior second. Uh, senior year, you lost to Mark Perry. I actually watched that match again last night. It was a close match. You got tilted with 10 seconds left. I'm sure that must have bothered you forever, right? You know, I did. But then again, uh, you know, you like, you know, everything that happens, you always got to learn. You always got to get better. And that's sort of what I did. I used it as a, uh, a learning tool and move forward. You know, uh, I was always, you know, I always tell people, do what you love and go that way. And whenever I was sitting there in college and hero, back, booey, booey, back, back. <laughs> Wait, uh, is that the college you went to? Yeah, what college is that? Dog training college or something? Yeah, yeah dog training college, yeah. Um, He's bringing Louie back. Was, uh, yeah, 
he was, uh, and you, you learn that you're sitting there going, okay, this happens, this happens, this happens. It happens for a reason. You know, I'm a type of guy that everything happens for a reason. What is that reason for? You learn from it. And that was one of the reasons that, Hey, that's if realistically, if I don't lose that fight or that match, I'm not in MMA probably. Yeah. 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 I'm probably going call, you know, the world trials and all those kind of things. So now, so now you're ranked third. How much does it bother you? Cause I'm, I'm looking at your things. Like you've almost always been number one your entire life. And it's funny because like when I met you, you're the most laid back guy. I think I've never met. You're just the most nicest, unassuming person. And, but you're a competitor. Jesus, you're a competitor. So you being ranked third right now, is it eating you alive? Or are, you, are you okay? Are you like, all right, you know, I can't wait to get back in there. What's, what's Johnny Hendricks like right now? Uh, I am like, I want to get back to number one. Yeah. That's why I'm training. That's why I have Lewis. That's why, I, you know, I'm doing everything I can now to, to refocus my life, to get my everything lined up. So whenever I make my run again, it's there. And it's not only there, but it's something I can uh, continue down the road. You know, I, I knew once I got to the belt, that's where the fun begins for me, right? Well, I didn't do the, the small things right. Now, now that I know that, I got to take a step back and say, how do I get the small things right? I do this. I hire somebody like Lewis. I get my camp set up the way that I want it. You know what I mean? And, and have coaches that are going to sit there and say, do this. And, you know, I, I, okay. For me, I love having discussions. You know what I mean? Like, so me and coach Smith had a lot of discussions. Uh, and I love that. It brings me closer to my coaches and I'm, that's what I want. I want them to push me to the brink of where my mental stage where you got to dig a little bit deeper to get that much more out of it. That's where my head's at, and I know that's what's going to get me back to where I want to go. Now, have you thought about um, going to like a Greg Jackson's camp or uh, an Amer- or an AKA or um, even going to like in Canada uh, the uh, you know uh, Faraz's gym over in Canada? Have you thought about maybe doing that rather than doing your own makeshift kind of gym? I've thought about that, but you know, realistically, um, from for the last four years, I've been going with uh, you know uh, the the smaller show fighters. You know, that's who I train with. That's who I. That's the people I work out with. That's who I sort of get my camp built up around. Is guys like that. I don't. You know, I don't have five top ranked. Guys in my uh, gym. Yeah, but why wouldn't? You know, yeah, but why together. wouldn't you do that? I mean, what's the what's the <laughs> argument against that? Well, the argument against that is that now you're sitting here. Have you ever talked to some of the guys from Jackson? You know, they say it's hard to get time with the coaches. Uh, have you heard that from? I have. From I, yeah, yeah, I have, I have heard that guys over at Alliance left Alliance because of that. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to get that. Where I'm the totally opposite. I let I, I want my other fighters to grow as well. Okay. So I wanted to I want to know that whenever I go into a training camp, that I can I can sit here and say, hey, 
I'm going to be here at 8 o'clock. You know, they, you can have some other guys there at 8, but I don't want if, – if, if I have three other guys competing at 8 o'clock, or let's say four at some gyms, some of them have like eight or nine fighters that might be fighting around the same time. Now your, your time goes from being an hour of your own to where you might only get 20 minutes. Yeah, but who's going to come to your gym to push you, though? That's, that's my fear for you, is that you're the big show in the small gym. Who, who's going to come there? Who's the Hector Lombard who's going to do his judo on you? Who's the, who's the, the GSP guy that's going to use his jab against you? Or, you know, something like, who's the guy that's going to push you harder than you? Than, 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 you know, the, who are the guys that, that are going to bully you at, at like your gym that you need to get better? Well, that's the same question that they, you know, that's, a, that, that's what people have been doing to me for years is that, okay, it's not about, okay, so the best way to say this is that I can get five guys right now and pull them out of each gym and they're going to be a lower level fighter, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I can do is I can make it where it's harder on me than it is those guys. And they will actually start to win in some areas if I don't keep my focus, keep my head right. Because, so, for example, I have five guys. Let's say I got five guys right here, and they're going to be at my disposal tonight's practice. Right. I'll sit and say, okay, it's far. I want two minutes out of you, two minutes out of you, two minutes out of you, and two minutes out of you, and two minutes out of you. Okay, now you're looking at... Uh, where they only have to, they can sit there and say the first guy is going to get it the worst, second guy, and eh, third guy, and eh, you know what I mean, and it starts yeah. to taper off. Then you sit there and say, okay, we're going to do another round of that. So now you're looking at, okay, I got ten minutes, right? Now I'm doing another ten minutes and another ten minutes, where you can, you have to push yourself. Where, like for example, there's been times that I've been in the gym with some guys that. I, I, I literally say, I'm not going to throw a punch until my coach says I can throw a punch. So okay. guess what they do? They, they will literally come at you with everything you got, which you have to learn to defend. And because it might be a fight, you know, where the guy rocks you and he's coming at you with everything he has. And you have to survive. You know, there's so I think it's obviously that you know what you're doing. Basically, <laughs> you seem to, you seem to you seem to have it all figured out. Now, I, I do. I ran into a guy one time who's told me that he ran into you. But he said that you have three daughters, but if you have a son, you said you're going to stop fighting. Uh, is that true? Uh, no. Oh. Who, who, no, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't quit fighting. No, 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 no. He, he, hey, hey. He's going to be tough. Okay. For example, I wouldn't want him to follow my footsteps, but I will. he will be a wrestler. He will play baseball, and he will play football. Okay? That's Those Texas, are things that he will do. All right. And, 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 you know, and, and if, if I will teach him what I know, which is not a lot, but I will teach him what so I know. So he won't cut weight. And, <laughs> No, I'm yeah, kidding. He, well, kidding. he will. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> not as long as I'm around, he will not be coming away. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, touche. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I'll do little things like that, but I want my kid to be athletic. I want him to be in sports because I know what sports did to me and did for me. Um, that keeps your head 
on a path uh, that is that that keeps you out of the most trouble. Yeah, you know, and I know that I want you know definitely nowadays uh, it's harder to raise kids than it was uh, when we were growing up. You know, that's what, what been you know twenty years. Yeah. You know, I, I got my daughter that she can run an iPad probably better than some forty year old. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> so Lou, um, yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, so Lou, so Johnny's kind of your meal ticket, right? I mean, if if say Johnny comes in. And he and he looks ripped, and he destroys whoever's in front of him. This could be a, a, a big deal for you, right? You could be the next Mike Dolce. <laughs> First, you know, I, Johnny's not a meal ticket to me. Johnny's becoming a very good friend to okay. me, and that's what's most important. All right. And uh, that's, that's what will always be important. <laughs> you know, and, and real quick, just to go back on something, too, you know, Eddie's a guy who also used IV a lot in his career, and we did him for his last fight, and he said he's never felt better leading up to it, and he never felt better after the weigh-in. You know, so is it a big change? Not really, you know, depending on who you have in your corner, you know? Right. Now, now I, let me ask you this, Lou. Do you feel that nutrition is yeah. overlooked in MMA? I think it's overlooked in, in the world since the leading cause of death in America is coronary heart disease, so it's absolutely overlooked. But, yes, very much so in that. I think very little goes into the actual weigh-ins, and so much goes into the fight, which, again, you know, you got to get to the scale before you get to the ring to fight, and, and for some reason it's being overlooked dramatically. Until now it's getting a lot more, you know, press because guys are – you know, getting hurt or getting sick or whatever the case may be. So it's finally getting a little bit more press. Now, Lou, I've, I've dated girls that have gained a lot of weight. How do I get them to you <laughs> with, with, without them getting offended? Is, is there a way uh, for me they, to... They, yeah, yeah, do you have gift they cards? email me, I'll offend them for you, and uh, we'll be <laughs> Nice. But, but you can't say that I send it to you. you got to somehow yeah. do it where it's like... Uh, no, uh, no. Listen, I've been doing it for 15 years. I, I, I have a lot of tricks up my, uh, my sleeve. You know, don't worry about it. Okay. Now, Johnny, uh, what's-his-name is talking a lot of smack about you, uh, says he can beat you, Ben Askren. Any, 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 any words towards about Ben Askren? No. Hey, he's, hey, he's trying to do anything he can to get in the UFC. And I'm not going to be it. Okay? Right. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I'm not worried um, about it. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, again, it's nice to be noticed. But it's starting to get creepy. You know what I mean? yeah. It's starting to get like, you know, remember what GSP said one time? He said that he even thinks about it when he's going to the restroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, that, that it starts getting to a point where you're like, dude, you need a hobby. Or you need, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, <laughs> there's other things in life that, that will get you where you want to be. Right. And the first things first is... You never, you never bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, he pissed off. You want to feed you. Pissed off. You know, away, yeah. Don't sit there and be. Don't sit there and get in a Twitter war with Dana White. <laughs> yeah. You know, or yeah. say anything bad about Dana White. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's just dumb. Not a good look. Now, now, who do you like, by the way? Because uh, I know, I know that you fought both these guys. Carlos Condit, you fought. Uh, it was a close fight. You won. Robbie Lawler, uh, you won the first fight. You lost the second. I thought they could have gave you the second one. Honestly, I, I had, I had, I had you winning a second fight too. I don't know why they didn't give you an immediate rematch. But who do you like in that fight? Who wins, Condit or Lawler? Well, it just depends. 
you know, Condit says, you know, he was talking on all this stuff saying that he's very exciting, but is he going to fight like he did against McDiaz? Right. You know, I think what he's going to do is he's going to go out there with a the game plan to throw some punches and run, throw some punches and move, throw some punches and move, throw yeah. some punches and move. Um, and that's really what I think he's going to do. Sort of like uh, um, uh, Ron McDonald did, you know, use his length against him, uh, you know, uh, and, and really use stay on the outskirts. Don't get caught up on the pin, you know, on the cage. As soon as you get caught up on the cage, Lawler's going to throw some heavy blows. And, you know, you really can't count Lawler out of any fight. Right. Because he's that type of fighter that can take the punishment and still move forward. Now, uh, Conor McGregor or Aldo? Uh, you know what? There's a part of me that, um, you know, I, you know I, 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 I would like Aldo to win. Really? Hold on. We have Conor McGregor here. What are you talking about? Giving Aldo even an opportunity to take a shot at me. You must be out your head when you got dehydrated and must have taken some water from your brain. Wow. So, uh, uh, Johnny, do you have any, anything you want to say to Conor McGregor? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm not the trash talker. I like my fights and, you know, do it. Um, and I, you know, here's the thing is I really think that, you know, Mendez opened up his game. Yeah. You know, I think that really showed people that, you know, here's the thing is Mendez took it on what, a three week camp, two weeks, three week notice, two weeks notice, two weeks. Okay. Two week notice. And the first round, what did Gregor do? Uh, Gregor do? Nothing. Talking his trash, throwing his hands up. And then all of a sudden, second round, what did he do? He had his hands to his face, sitting there. You know what I mean? He he was like, oh, crap. This is a different fight than I was thinking of that was going to happen. Um, and, yes, so I think that even if you give Mendez a full camp of 10 weeks, he, he doesn't win that belt. You know? Um, now, does McGregor switch it up and sit there and say, okay, I need to really work on my wrestling? Because... You know, the way that he talks, the way that he talks is that he doesn't need to work on anything. Because, you know, he said... Right, I don't need to work on anything down. but combing my hair. All right, all right. Yeah, and he, he, he worked on... Uh, he, he almost took down... Uh, oh, uh, oh, what's his face? He was walking... Oh, uh, 135-pounder. Oh, uh, you're talking about uh, Uriah your, your, your Faber? Yeah, Uriah Faber. He, almost, he said he almost took him down. You know, like he he believes that he he can do all this all these things. So is he actually working on it, or is he believing that he can? And Aldo has good takedown. Aldo has good stand up. So it's gonna be. I'm sort of excited to see how that fight turns out. Me too. Me too. Connor, I'm gonna chew him up like Brazilian barbecue. <laughs> wow. Well, listen. <laughs> Uh, listen, it was such an honor to have you, Hendrix, on the podcast. I'm, I'm the, I've been a fan of yours since college, um, and I'm really happy uh, to meet you, Louis Giordano. Uh, you seem like a great guy, and I'm happy you guys seem like it's a, it's a match made in heaven right here. So uh, Thank you very much, man. So thank you guys both for being on the podcast. Let, let us know how it goes. And uh, Louis, um, how can people uh, find you? Social media is uh, all at Lutrition, L-O-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N. 
Twitter's at Lou underscore Trishan, and then my website's LouTrishan.net. Cool. And Johnny, are you going to be in uh, Vegas December tw- uh, for the, for those uh, fights? You know what? Uh, as of right now, I haven't got contacted, but, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I, it sort of depends on everything that's going on, you know, with me and my management group. As soon as we find that stuff out, I think we'll have a better understanding. Well, I hope you can make it. I'll show you the proper way to groom your beard. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you guys, and have a great week, and you guys are the best. Hey, you, thank you, you man. You're awesome. Take care. All right. That was uh, Johnny. What a nice guy, right? He really is a great guy. I love. First of all, I love him as a fighter. I love him as a guy, and I love him as a Texan. Yeah, Texas. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah, he's got that whole that's the he said he's gonna teach his kid to 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 play baseball and football yeah. and all this. But you know he's also gonna teach him how to hunt and how to fish and how yeah. to skin shit yeah, and yeah. prepare the venison in the field. That's real Texas shit. It's so funny because he keeps having three daughters. It's always funny I was when you say, guys... watch this kid be gay. <laughs> I was almost gonna say that, <laughs> right? but I was like, I'm but you not don't wanna, you don't uh, wanna put that in his No, head. Not, I'm not even gonna come close yeah, to putting yeah, that yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But it's like Dan Gable remember Dan Gable, who I don't know if you know he's like the best wrestler of all time, one of them at least. Uh and he had four daughters, you know. Well, like, that's the player's curse. A lot of times, these guys have like, for some reason, these these great yeah, athletes. Nature knows the kind of guys that can protect daughters. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, is that what it is? I think that's what it is. All right. Well, for, I want to thank uh, our sponsors, uh, Decipher D I hyphen Cipher. It's a lifestyle firm designed to help you reach your full potential through personal coaching. Uh, tell guys, everybody needs a personal coach. Everyone can benefit from feedback and an outside perspective. Call them today at 1-888-731-COACH and book your free coaching session. That's 1-888-731-2622, as well as American Icon Autographs. Sean is the best. AIASE.com, the best sports celebrity memorabilia and events. AIASE.com, as well as Tip a Fighter. Fighters are underpaid. Trust me, we can make a difference. You can give these people money. Okay, give Ashley Evan Smith money, give Kevin Lee money, give give Bubba Jenkins. All your favorite fighters are now signing up with Tip a Fighter, and we can help pay them what they deserve. Also, yes. now uh, somebody who, uh, who we got to call right now. This guy Andre Touchy Feely, coming off a knockout win in Mexico, uh, which is good because <laughs> I've he- had a couple of those. <laughs> you really? <laughs> well, I wouldn't call him wins, but I got knocked out. <laughs> they were a knockout good time. Uh, Touchy Feely is, is uh, you could see him on The Ultimate Fighter, actually, every week. He's part of Team Faber. He oh. almost got into that brawl with Conor McGregor, uh, uh, which we're going to oh, talk boy, about. Yeah. He was there. Uh, he also dated Paige Van Zant. Nice. Um, and he's in three bands. This dude's got a very wow. interesting life. Boy, this guy's doing everything he can to collect the pussy. Oh, my God. I was with him in Vegas, and chicks were just falling over this kid. God damn. They were like, uh, is that guy single? I'm like, you fucking guy. Listen, let me tell you something. There's a lot of guys that aren't getting laid, and there's some guys getting all their fucking pussy. He's, this kid's, like, ridiculous. And he's a badass, too. He was, like, in high school, he had to wear an ankle bracelet. For, <laughs> for, <laughs> for getting, like, in Talk street fights. Talk about the bad boy. Yeah, Jesus yeah, total Christ. bad boy. He's got a tattoo on his, on his head now. Hello. Hey, we got Andre Touchy Feely on the podcast coming off a huge win in Mexico. Look great. How are you, man? What up? How's it going? That was awesome, by the way. That was a uh, you really like uh, that was a huge knockout. That was a big that was a big win, man, uh, cuz you were you were uh, you, you you had two fights losses in a row. You kind of were I was like, "Fuck, I hope they don't cut this kid." You came back strong. How good did that feel? Feels good, man. I actually 
uh, I bounced between wins and losses. Oh, right, 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 right. I went win, loss, win, loss, which, don't get me wrong, isn't any, that much fucking better. <laughs> I, uh, I I really needed this win, man, to, to prove, you know, like, that, that I belong to be, that I belong, you know, where I'm at, and, and to, to prove that, you know, I'm one of the best guys in the fucking division. I just want to fight again, man. I want to fight as much as possible. Um, yeah, I was, it was, a, it was a big win, man. I'm super thankful for it. That kid was good, too. Gabriel Benitez, that kid was no joke. It wasn't like you beat some scrub. You beat a good guy. Solid yeah, dude. fucking tough. super tough. Honestly, I don't think I've had... I don't think I've had a really easy fight since I've been in the, in the, in the UFC. There are no easy fights in the UFC, obviously. No, there are. Top, top of the fucking game. But uh, I haven't really had any fights where it was like, oh, this is the guy you fought through. Like, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, in my opinion, I've only had tough fights, you know, and uh, I've only had tough matchups. And, yeah, I don't mind that, but, um, you know, it's like this, this sport's only fucking worth being in if you're going to win, you know? So it's so good to get in there and kind of prove, prove a point. It's so true. I mean, your second fight, you fought Max Holloway. Uh, they've been they've been throwing maniacs at you. Um, yeah, so uh, so it's really good. Now, uh, now, what was it like? I saw you. I've been watching The Ultimate Fighter. I'm not all caught up yet. I, I, I just got uh, past the thing where you and Cody got into that brawl with Conor McGregor. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. how how real was that? No, it was real for sure. I mean, it, it's not staged. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's definitely like, there's definitely a lot of editing that goes into that show. So everything you see might not be exactly how it happened. But no, that was real, man. I mean, the thing is, I don't dislike Connor. I think Connor's fucking hilarious. I think, I think he's a good fighter. I think he's good for the sport. As a as a person, I think he's I think he's all right, man. I don't I don't dislike the guy at all. But if you lock a bunch of strong personalities in the same room like me or Cody McGregor, you know, we'll all start talking shit. Like, at some point, it's going to come to a head. You know, you like, there was no, for, for a lot of the season, there was no real problems, you know. But it's like that thing, like, I'm not going to let him impose on me. And he's not, he's not going to let me impose on him. So, you know, we're kind of throwing jabs at each other, talking a little bit of shit. And then before you know it, you know, he's fucking, he, he's trying to get dad. Cody hops up. I push one of his. His teammate got, you know what I mean? Like, shit escalated quickly, you know? We all got strong personalities, like, we're fucking fighters, you know? So, uh, yeah. It was definitely real, man. It was fucking real, for sure. I mean, I was ready for it to crack off. Now, how do you think you do when you match up against Connor right now? Honestly, I feel good against anyone in the world, you know? And, like, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying this. People are going to be like, oh, he's fucking Connor crushing, whatever. Dude, I train with some of the best guys in the world, and I genuinely believe that I'm one of the best 45ers in the world. And I don't say that. I don't say. I don't talk about. I I do my best to not say things like that because I still have to prove that, man. I've been I've been more consistent than I would like to be in the UFC. Going, you know, win loss, win loss. I still have a lot to prove, so I don't like to be a guy that's talking about how I'm the best guy in the world. You know, I, I got a little more to prove, you know, but a lot more to prove actually. But I genuinely believe I'm one of the best guys in the world. If you put me in a cage with Carter, I can beat him. If you put me in a cage with anyone in the world, I can beat them. Like I genuinely believe that. Like, oh, I like your attitude, man. And I, I, I had a good time hanging out with you in Vegas. I was at the Chad Mendez Connor after party, and uh, you guys. Yeah. Were, and I'm telling you, hanging out with you sucked though, because you got so much pussy thrown at your way. I was like, shit. <laughs> I this kid's like young, he's tatted up, he's got style. It, it, it was rough, man. It, it was rough hanging yeah, out with you. Do you ever do the pussy stack? What's what's that? that? You ever do the pussy stack when you there's like three on top of each other, (laughs) and then you just bang your way up and then bang your way down? Uh, 
I've never done three. Uh, I, I, uh, that's on my list of things to do for sure. I've, uh, I mean, I enjoy a good threesome as much as the next guy for sure. Don't get me wrong, but I've never had three girls back on top of each other. No, that's not my bucket. Man, we got. Listen, we'll have you back on the show the second you do that. No, no. Last time you were on the show, you said that you loved uh, anal with girls. That you, that that was like no, your thing. That's not, that's not at all what I said. What I said was. What I said was, I think anal is just as cool as the next guy, but like anal is either cool or it's not, and it goes from like it can go bad very quickly. And you realize like, what the fuck am I? What am I doing? Like I personally don't think anal is all that cool. Like I, I because it just it, it can get messy fast. It sure can you know, get gross. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst is when all of a sudden the room like, begins to smell like things, shit. It's one of the way. It's one of the way fucking cool in theory. You know what I mean? No, no. Like theory, on paper, it's fucking cool, but it's really in real life, it's not that fucking cool. <laughs> on paper, but on toilet tissue, Now, now last week, we had Andrew Yates on the show, uh, who's fighting uh, Anthony Gutierrez. Andrew Yates was saying that back on The Ultimate Fighter, 18, he was dating Paige Van Zandt. And I said, oh, uh, was, Paige, uh, was Paige a virgin? And he said, hell no, uh, back then. <laughs> so he said, not even close, right? So, uh, so is this all big, a big scam, this Paige that is a virgin? Because I know that she dated you, and then she dated Cody No Love, and then Cody was saying that she wanted to wait till marriage to have sex and this and that. But Andrew Yates kind of spilled the beans last week on the show. So you being in the mix, and that you, you being a guy who dated Paige, tell us what happened. As far as I know, she's waiting till marriage, man. Haven't you seen the interview? She's a fucking Christian. She's a she's a sweetheart, dude. I know you I don't, don't roll like that. that. Come on, man. This is this is touchy feely we're I, talking about. Hey, listen, man. I'm I'm not at liberty to stuff that, but <laughs> but if if you're asking for my official statement, yeah. As far as I know, she's fucking. <laughs> <marriage, man. laughs> His official statement. I love the official statement, which we all know is the lie. <laughs> yeah, the official statement. It's such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't t- Maybe she's a born-again virgin. You know, some people do that when they're like... When they're they're 20? Yeah, they'll be like, you know what, no more. And then, you know, after a certain amount of time, they consider themselves a virgin again. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, listen, man, that has nothing to do with me, all right? (laughs) I'm fucking... I love love everyone on my team equally. I fucking... We're a big family. I don't know what that guy's talking about. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with me. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Now, uh, are you still in three bands right now? I might come on this thing, you guys are trying to get me into fucking trouble. Like, do you not know that, like, the UFC, like, is looking for any reason to fucking hate my guts? Like, like, the fans, like, this sport is so, it's so easy. Like, all it takes is for you to ask me one stupid-ass question and me have the wrong answer, and the next fucking time I get on Twitter, Bloody Elbow is going to say I'm a fucking... I'm a I'm a misogynistic chauvinist. Yeah, they love to take everything out of context. Mm. All it takes Can't is even to have a good joke. Thing, and then people are going to tell me what a bad break I am. So anything to do with that, I'm fucking staying out of it. I hear you, Dodgeball. man. I hear you. Now, uh, now, are you now? How are you? How's your music career? Uh, it's going good, man. I've been writing music a lot more lately. Um, it's just so hard, man. Being so like, for this Benitez fight, I just uh, for this Benitez fight, man, I just fucking. I, I was on the gym. I was training three or four times a day, man. I was getting four days in. Like, I was, I I just ate, slept, breathed, fighting for, for, for two months, which is the way it has to be when you're in fight camp. You know, like, I didn't care about anything else but beating Gabriel Benitez. You know, it paid off, and I'm really thankful. But 
because I'm so focused on that, you know, you don't get time to do a lot of other things. Uh, you got, and, you uh, got your whole life for music. You got plenty, you have plenty of downtime right now. Right now, it's all about fighting for me. You know? Yeah, that's um, probably a smart. I don't give a shit about anything else. It's probably but, a smart uh, thing. But in my downtime, when I do get uh, some some time, I'll sit and write some music, and I'm hoping to have a little uh, a little EP of uh, some stuff I got done coming out in the next couple of months. But you know, it's more just I just enjoy writing music, and I enjoy like you know like a lot of my friends perform locally in SAC, and it's just cool. I love music. I I I, I love so many different kinds of music. I love being in the in the music scene in Sacramento, and so. I'd like to get uh, some content put out, but man, right now fighting is just my main focus. You know, I, I know all this shit that I like to do. I like to skate. I like to make music. I like all these other things. I fucking suck at them, you know. So <laughs> I'm good at fighting. I'll, pro- I'll probably stick with fighting because I'm not a fucking. I'm a terrible skater, and I'm not as good at making music as all my friends. So whatever, man. You, you just keep being you, dude. Give me a break. Doesn't matter how. I mean, look, you're making a living I'm fighting. Stick with fighting now you should be a guy with tip a fighter by the way i don't know if bubba talked to you where the fighters can actually give you money uh for, yeah, for that. you you that you, you'd be a great guy for tip a fighter now we got to ask you um as far as all the controversy at your gym uh between Dwayne ludwig leaving uh how is that affecting you uh did he really try to sell you guys peanut butter um <laughs> did he really about- not train women what come on tell us what happened it's, man, honestly, like, it, whatever, like, the shit the favorite said, man, when he was on, on Hawaii, like, everything was fucking spot on, you know, like, Faber's not a guy that's gonna bullshit, so, like, if you want to hear the full story, man, Faber has the full story when he did the interview with, uh, with, 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 with Ariel, and, and, dude, that, that's the fucking story, man, that's true, like, there's nothing fabricated about that story. The crazy thing is, man, like, fuck, it feels like Dwayne left so, like, even when Dwayne won the second coach of the year, he had already been gone. He wasn't training us. Like, it, it, he's been gone for so long. That's not even a thing. Like, it's right. weird. Like, like, you know, not that your question isn't relevant or whatever, because there has been a bunch of, there really hasn't been drama, but there's been a bunch of stuff that the media has tried to make into dramatic shit. Yeah. But like, that question almost feels like it, it's like so far. I see that. Far. Yeah, right. For two or three years. I've been in the for two or three years, and so it's like Dwayne's been gone. For it's like when you know a couple broke breaks up, and then it finally gets released in the press, but you know personally they've broken up for a year now. It's not big news. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's just, it's just like it's just like not a. Um, it's just not. It's just it's weird, you know. It's like Dwayne's been gone for so long; it's not even a factor. No, it's TJ leaving. TJ leaving did suck. You know what I mean? Because that's like that's like our brother. Like to me, TJ is a guy I looked up to. You know, a guy you always kind of look to, like, as an older brother. All the guys on the team are, like, you know, older brothers or younger brothers. Like, we're all family, you know? So, TJ leaving stuff on a personal level, on a professional level, man, I wish the best. Like, nothing but the best. Like, if, he, if that's what he felt like he had to do was go train at some, somewhere else, then that's his call, you know? Like, I only wish the best for TJ. Now, it but seems like it seems like they're trying to make, like, if TJ beats Dominic Cruz, which is going to be hard. I, I mean, Dominic Cruz is not a cakewalk for anybody. I can't wait for that fight. Yeah. I keep going back and forth who I think is going to win that fight. It's, I mean, it's... I think so he's going to win for sure. Honestly, you, did, yeah, that's just uh, that's my opinion, yeah. Now, it I, seems like they're trying to make Faber versus TJ, if that happens. Who who would win in in, in, uh, in uh, sparring? Tell us, tell us truth. Faber, cause I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Oh, come on. You're giving us nothing, oh, man. I don't want to look at, I don't want to see those guys fight because I love them. That's what, that's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. And, uh, I damn near might not even watch that fight to be completely real. Cause that's like, that's what's family to me. That's like, that's like, like those dudes, like, like, you understand, like, where I come from, like, I don't, like, my, that's like my second family. I don't know. So I'd be like, yeah, I see you if you're, 
I think me asking you if your uncle and your brother fought who would win. You're like, I don't want to see that shit. You know what I'm My brother. I think if you ask if your if your big brother and your and your if your big brother and your middle brother fought, who would win? You know what I mean? And, and millions of people are going to watch. Yeah. And everyone's going to talk shit about it afterwards. But like, they're also getting paid. I mean, they're getting paid. They're signing up for it. And and don't, don't, don't sure. you know, Faber wants that belt more than anything. Maybe even more than TJ. No, so. Nah, there's, there's no victims here. But that's definitely, like, that's definitely a thing that, like, I'm not stoked to fucking watch. Like, I'm not even in front of that. Like, I'm not excited to fucking right. like, to watch the fight. Yeah, I, I want no fucking part of that. But I do think TJ's going to beat uh, Cruz, and I'm happy for him. And the thing is, people keep asking about, like, oh, TJ leaving this and that. It's like, man, it sucks because I love the guy and it sucks that we don't care anymore, you know. But on a professional level, I wish the best for him. And as far as the rest of the team goes, dude, we're closer than ever. Like, if, if anything, it made a lot of us appreciate what we have, dude. Like, people don't understand. Like, they think it's like this corny thing that every, every team says we're family. Like, like, you understand, like, I went and saw my mom and my little sister and my grandma for a couple hours on Thanksgiving, like, just because, like, you know, like, my family situation is whatever, like, I want to see my little sister for Thanksgiving. So I spent some time with my biological family on Thanksgiving. As soon as I was done, I went to Faber's house. Right. Like, it's a family. Like, we we all sit and make dinner and watch tapes and, like, help each other and, like, we train three, four times a day together. It's like, it really is like a family, man. And TJ leaving, I think, brought everybody closer together, dude, like, Faber got a new house. It's like this big headquarters for everybody. Like we're always over there. And like, how, how much? I mean, how, how much puss is Faber getting? Is it just gotta be crazy? Is it naked chicks everywhere <laughs> at that house? Tell us it's, what the it's, ha- it's, listen. It's trickle down economics, dude. He's a big wolf. He eats first. We just fucking. I, I'm just out here trying to catch the scraps. Hey, it's got to be a lot of good fall off pussy too. There's no way you're getting scraps, dude. dude. Give me a break. No. Down economics, dude. He's the fucking big wolf, man. He's the he's the man. Now, what's that new tattoo on the side of your head? Oh, that, that was my first tattoo I ever had, actually. That was my first tattoo ever. Oh, because you can't see it a lot, though. A lot of times you can't. Maybe you can't because see you're... it a lot. My hair goes out. When my hair's cut, you can see it. That was the first tattoo I ever got, and I got it on my head because I was 19, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm a scumbag. I'm fucking from the street. I don't have shit going for me. I'm going to make it as a fighter, or I'm not going to make it at all. I'm never going to have a regular business, like a regular 9 to 5. So I fucking tattooed my head, and just there was no turning back. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I, I like wish we had you in like studio. So it's such a good guy. It's always good talking to you, buddy. Now, uh, have you banged Rowdy Beck? <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to? Are you like when you called me? Did you just take the question to, to end my fucking career? That no, I'm crazy. just, I'm just wondering. No, I have to thank Rowdy Beck or any of the other female <laughs> fighters on the roster who are supposed who. Who are to be respected and <laughs> fucking treated as equals? Let me throw that out there for respectful listening. So, uh, you know what's great about I that statement is that's exactly what you're is, supposed to say, but no one's going to clip that and put that on Twitter. Okay, so you have not banged Rowdy back. Okay, cool. All wow. right, that's- no, she's hey, she's super rad, but she's cool. We are, we're always like uh, bullshitting on Snapchat. She's a cool. She's super cool. She's funny as fuck. I think she's an awesome girl. I think she's a very entertaining fighter. But I, but like, nah, we're. Like, well, I can't have, I can't have friends. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you guys make a very, I, I love Rowdy Beck. I think she's awesome. She comes on the show all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm friends with her. I'm just saying that, like, you guys both have tattoos on your heads. You're both, like, I don't know, kind of rebels. You're both small. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I just, I just think that it would be, it would make sense. You know, sometimes. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying, like, 
I'm not saying she's not super hot. Don't give me <laughs> She's a I'm hot chick. I mean, you're a good-looking guy. I just, end, I'm just wondering if you're trying to end my fucking career. With no, you. no, I'm just wondering. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering if you bang Roddy Beck. I think that would be crazy. I just love your politician's response. <laughs> they're to be respected and uh, appreciated, <laughs> and they're, and they're good fighters. It's my fucker Adam, before he called me, wrote out a list of questions. He goes, how can I just fucking end this shit's career? <laughs> Come on. Give no me a way. Way. End your career. Andre, like, you're what's gonna piss off his manager the most. You're look, man, look, you're 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 a kid that came you you had a fucking ankle bracelet on you five years ago. Okay? Right. You can't you came from nothing. You came from nothing, right. like you said. You had no even sports background. Now you're in the fucking okay. UFC, you're a role model, you got a great bunch of friends. Nothing ice is gonna end your career, okay? I just wanna know if you're banging Rowdy Beck. Uh, <laughs> because I wanna know if I could try to bang Rowdy Beck and knowing that you bang there, I don't want anything that you have. Okay, so that's really <laughs> listen, listen. I, as far as that, that I'm gonna answer everything you just asked. I have not been ready back, so the idea of it is is pretty rad. Don't get me wrong. Like, like I'm not opposed to it anyway. It's pretty fucking awesome. But I have not. Uh, if I had, I still probably wouldn't tell you. But I haven't. Like, I'm, I'm not like I would lie to you, but I'm not lying to you right now. Um, and honestly, as far as you doing it, uh. Dude, Godspeed and good luck. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. I want to hear all about it. Oh, I will. You'll be the first one I call. Trust me. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, going to call you while doing it, and you can record a song to it. To like, to like, just just to me moaning and yelling, (laughs) whatever the hell's going on, and her not being impressed at all. And then you crying and apologizing after. Exactly. That's a good song, right? After she submits him. Her being completely unsatisfied by it. <laughs> now, by the way, Conor McGregor heard about you wanting to beat, saying that you could beat him. We have him here. Yeah, first of all, I want you to know that I would pop you like a pimple, okay? <laughs> you wouldn't stand a prayer. In fact, a prayer would be all that'd be left of you. So, Conor, you think you could beat Touchy Feely? Are you kidding me? I'd beat him with a glance. <laughs> Just looking at Just him? Just staring at him would knock him out. Wow. Touchy? Yeah, Anything? That's about right. <laughs> oh, no, that, sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing, Connor, my favorite thing, we were all saying when we were all out there with uh, in Vegas to talk to. You know, you remember that video uh, where like Connor's all stuffed up from Wayne's and like him and uh, they were getting into it in the hallway and yeah. like, around a little bit. And, and McGregor said to us, "He goes, I'll bring your fucking nose." <laughs> he says, "I just so every time we were hanging out, just sitting around." Whatever, all of us from the same room were just us going, I'm breaking fucking news. I'm breaking fucking news. <laughs> That's right. I'm breaking fucking news. I'm breaking fucking news. But man, honestly, there's definitely some animosity and some fucking tension, and we're all, we all got big personalities. So we're all going to start talking shit. And like the way that I am, like, I don't even fuck who it is. Like, I can't let someone impose on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, and I think, I think that's the thing with most fighters. But for the most part, it was pretty like, it was pretty fucking, it was more like sport, you know? We'd all talk shit to each other and, like, kind of kick each other, but it was all more like, it was like verbal sparring, you know? There wasn't really that many hard feelings or that much, like, all future act. It wasn't any tough guy shit. We were all just sort of the kind of fucking, you, you know? Could, I mean? Yeah, like, and you could tell that. You could tell when the coaches really don't like each other and when they're kind of, like, entertained yeah. by each other. You could totally see, the like, is, the... The thing, is, the thing is, Uriah is the, is the fucking coolest motherfucker alive. And, and, and... McGregor is like the McGregor's used to be the coolest guy in this entire fucking country. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in so, the world. So, yeah, and so everybody, 
everybody that was around. And then you got me and you got Cody No Love and Lance Palmer and like Josh Emmett was there. You know, we're all like, we're fucking fighters. You know what I mean? Like we're all pretty, like we all are pretty confident dudes. And like, we're all, we're all, especially our team culture, we're always talking shit. So that's, that was a lot of it, man. It was all these big personalities in one room. And for the most part, it was like, just kind of, it was a lot of like one-upmanship, you know? Yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah. Eventually, it does kind of boil over sometimes because they're all our fighters. But for the most part, it was, uh, for the most part, it was kind of just like one-upmanship, you know what I mean? That's the way it seemed. Listen, are you going to be in Vegas uh, uh, next week? I'll be there, man. All three days. I'm fucking excited. Well, I have shows at the Stratosphere. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you want to come, I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I'll be the guy in the crowd that's way too drunk and just heckles you. Relentlessly. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. Well, you listen. Yeah. It's a, it's an honor having you on the show. You're a great Thanks dude. Me, You're a badass, bro. You're a badass guy. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take care. That was uh, touchy feely. Nice touchy guy. Feely. He got so upset. <laughs> he's like, the rowdy he's like, man, you're just trying to end my career. Yeah, I'm not trying you know to what, end though, he does, I mean, we do like to have fun, and we always like to get him to say some fun stuff. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, it, it sucks that it's true. Yeah. That a lot of what we say in jest yeah. gets taken out of context, and these haters out there, these trolls, try and take it and turn it into something else. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, I, you know what? There's a part of me that, that kind of, you know, I understand what he's saying. Absolutely, you know, because they've done it to you, they've done it to me, they do it to Buff, they do it to everyone. Yeah, and it's like it's like you know, comedy as comedians, all we're trying to do is have a good time, right? You know what I mean? And when you take something out of context and put it in print without any emphasis, without the content, you know, without any inflections, so you know, maybe I'm doing a character or something like that. It just sucks that people just can't let it. Uh, be. I think that the reason I mentioned Rowdy Beck, by the way, in particular, because. Uh, She's a really good sport. Yeah. Like, she would laugh at that question. Right, right, it seems right, like, right. I yeah. mean, as far as I know, <laughs> it seems like she would get a kick out of that. Yeah. You know, even like when I make fun of Angela Magana, she's a friend of mine. Yeah. She, she laughs at that. She gets it. Other, I, I wouldn't do that to Misha Tate because she would get she very- She would probably take it very seriously. Very serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She doesn't seem to have much of a uh, sense of humor about herself, which, well, you know- And the great thing about Johanna Jundunchak, she wouldn't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> she wouldn't understand it to begin with. So. Yeah. You could say it. That happens a lot with the Brazilian. <laughs> Brazilian fighters yeah. is that I see people on Twitter insulting them and they're just starting back thank you because yeah, they, don't they, have they, any idea they have no idea what the fuck people are talking about <laughs> I see that all the time uh, it's like it's actually kind of funny so uh, so what do you got this week anything fun uh, you know me oh, I'm around I, I'm supposed to go do, on, on Thursday night I'm at the Improv nice so uh, join me at the Improv I'll be hosting the show eight o'clock uh, so come out and see me there Friday uh, take the night off to do to play my monthly poker. Uh, game. Are you win? Are you any good? I, I've won a couple times. Uh, I'm not. Here's my problem. I'm impatient. Poker takes patience, and it's, it's like with risk. At a certain point, I just go kamikaze and just go. Uh, you know, just start trying. I can't to, see you have much of a poker face. I don't. That's the word. And I table talk like a motherfucker. And I, I'm always like, mm, I don't know these cards. Like it's the you, I, It's true. You know if I have cards or if I don't. I can it's see you pretty, being I'm the worst. the worst poker player in the world, and I table talk like crazy. So I'm like, what do you got? Come on, man. I'll show you my cards. Like, but that's why I only play in friendly games. 
games. That's why I like this game. It's all people I'm friendly with. I know, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, oh, you, and, oh, you, you and Apollo Creed are good friends? Yeah, me and Apollo, yeah, no, he doesn't come to this game. But <laughs> I mean, that was at a charity event. But but that's how I like, I like to play real friendly. I get real drunk. I do some some sweet struve, people, you know? Oh, come just, on. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. P- people take this very seriously, poker. I can I see know. you pissing everybody that's off. That's why I only play in friendly games. I don't go what to about real the, What about the uh, celebrity events? The celebrities that hate you afterwards? Well, you totally, they're like, <laughs> they're like, can someone get this guy off my table? I'm like, you can't get me off. I'm winning right now. So it, that's the worst. When I win, they really hate it, you know, because they think that I'm blowing it up. And I'm like, no, I've got good cards. The smile is real. They think I'm bluffing. No, I don't. I can't bluff. That's why I can never cheat on my fiance because his face holds no secrets. Yeah. She I would come home. She'd know I'd been cheating. But if you get really drunk and don't know you're cheating, does that count? Oh, yeah. If I'm blackout drunk, that's fine. <laughs> you can't accuse me of something I don't even know if I did it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know whose shoes they are. I may have filled them. I may not have. You're so funny, man. So you kill me. By the way, you kill Dude, me. you're the best. I love you, man. I love you, too. Uh, so this week, I... I'm going to actually cancel tonight because i got to shoot that TV show tomorrow. Oh, that's good. At 9 in the morning. And you do tend to overbook yourself, so it's very smart of you to finally take that step, get a good night's rest, yeah. and be fresh for the camera. i got to go coach these kids right now. It's the first day of second semester of wrestling. Uh, but Friday night, I'll be in Fresno at the Club One Casino in Fresno. Uh, you can come see me there. Saturday, Saturday <laughs> night. just take every gig. You got, all these gigs, I'm like, you don't got to take, no, take this shit, Adam. I got to take this shit. You don't got to take this shit. Saturday night, I'm at the Ice House in Pasadena. Uh, That's at, nice. Like at that. 10 o'clock. And then next week, people, yeah. I will be in Vegas at... Um, grand opening, at hopefully. The grand opening at the Stratosphere Tuesday night through Sunday night. Yeah. Um, and I may come up for the weekend. I'll be great. This is all these fights. Jesus. That's why so, I want to come up. I know, there. but I'm, the I'm, fighters. I'm, 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 I can't go show. to any fights though. Right, because you have a show every night. Yeah. I can go early, but I don't want to ask for tickets and then leave at like, like three fights in, you know, or yeah. four fights in. It's kind of a dick move. That is kind of especially because like they hook me up. With but good those tickets. are really the only moves you have. Where are our tickets? We we were there for thirty eight seconds. And then New Year's Eve, people. I will be in Lansing, Michigan. At Tripper's Bar and Grill. Tripper's Bar and Grill. Boy, that's that. You're booking the... <laughs> why do you take these gigs? I tell you what, take, but I, I'm going to be for New Year's... Oh, that's great. Uh, for New Year's, I'm going to be at uh, the Underground Comedy Club in Seattle, Washington. Oh, that's a great one. So, and over Christmas, I'll be back at the comic strip, which you just came back in from El in El Paso. Yes. So, I was actually supposed to do the opening weekend for the L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere yeah. uh, this weekend. But then they they, but they, they weren't it. able to open once again. We, we've, we've been planning on this, like, all the way through October, through November. Then there were like hopefully this weekend and it's like it just hasn't hasn't come together they've had a lot of but it looks like it is going to open for your week which is very exciting the stratosphere so maybe i'll come up and, me and jack jr yeah so hopefully i'll be there in january uh we, we uh, we're hopefully going to get a date in january where i'll be out there nice but uh but yeah hopefully i can come up this weekend or, or next weekend and just hang out and then wednesday we have mike Pyle on the show as well as another <laughs> boy that's a name that what a, going through school must have been tough with a name like mike Pyle. it's mike Pyle. His first fight in MMA was against Rampage. Ooh. He weighed 170. Rampage was 220. Uh, <laughs> Rampage threw him out of the cage. <laughs> uh, and he, I, I'm going to ask him about this. I, like, pretty, his wow. first fight, 
You're, first of all, you're, if you never fought before and you're fighting a guy named Rampage, yeah. you might want to back out of that fight. Uh, yeah, you but you know what? He lost by a decision. It was a close fight, Mike Pyle. Like, it wasn't even... He didn't even, like he. Mike Pyle is one of the toughest dudes ever. I uh, love Mike Pyle, and then we have another bell. We have another Titan FC press conference. Fantastic! Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Thank you, Johnny Hendricks. Uh, yeah, Johnny, man, you're the best. I love watching you fight. You're a great guy, super funny, and you're a Texan. I love that. I grew up in Texas, born in Cali, but I was raised in Texas, so I always got a real connection to, to that uh, state. And thank you, nutrition. Yeah, uh, nutrition. Nutrition and uh You know what though? I think he's right. I think the nutrition thing is 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 not focused on enough. It's a big thing, you know, you want to protect your body. These fighters love Internally. to eat. Internally. The fighters love to eat. That's the problem. You get these guys, I mean, I you, Listen, you, you work know. out that much every day. You want to eat, and it's one of the, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like I I understand it. I understand as a wrestler, cutting weight, making weight, ballooning back up, and it's just like it sucks. But uh, but you got to do it year round. You can't. You just can't do what you did back in the day. Yeah. You know. Um. But Johnny's gonna be back. Johnny is such. Uh, you know, he's such a good guy. And he's such a tough guy, and he's a nice guy. Yeah. And, I mean, that guy and that guy hits like a fucking. <laughs> I mean, he hit so hard. I was watching his highlights last week, last night, and his high. I mean, he just knocks. I mean, Mike John Fitch is what. Like John Fitch is a, is a, a maniac. He's a beast. He yeah. knocked him out in twelve seconds. Yeah, no, no, that was a great fight. I remember the build up to that fight. I remember watching that fight. I remember him just going in there, wiping him out, yeah. and then jumping on the on the uh, top of the cage. Uh, that was an impressive fight. Uh, unbelievable. So uh, I want to thank D Cipher D I hyphen Cipher. The Lifestyle Firm. Cypher is a lifestyle firm designed to help you reach your personal full potential. Now, uh, check them out, and you can go to all the MMA Roast listeners, get your free intake session. Call them for free. And if you book Decipher long-term, use the code ROASTED for 10% off. Remember, everybody needs a personal coach. That's a quote from Bill Gates. So I think he knows what he's wow. talking about. Yeah, he knows a little something. Uh, tip a fighter. Uh, go to tip a fighter at tip a fighter. Uh, it's not a charity. It's pay for performance. Kevin Lee. Is fighting on the yeah, UFC. Motown Phenom. He's fighting on the 194 card. Uh, Kevin Lee is. He's with Tip a Fighter. So if you like the way Kevin Lee fights, throw that man money. And if you're a fighter and you want to make more money, sign up with Tip a Fighter. Okay, they're great people. As well as American Icon Autographs, A-I-A-S-E dot com. The best signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, everything else in between. A-I-A-S-E dot com. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Sideshow Network. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at the Greg Wilson. At the Greg- do me a favor. Will somebody go out? Will you guys like my Facebook fan page? I got, <laughs> I've been sitting at 1,300 for like, the, yeah. I, it's terrible. I can use some likes on the face. I, 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 like the, I do do more Twittering than I do on the fan page, but I can use some likes. Go to my face, the Greg Wilson, and uh, help me out with that. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. 